in the sun you hit they hit the feathers they, they're like purple and green really cool colors right. these two aren't haven't started laying yet they will in a bit okay. um, but soon as soon as the sun goes down man they are worthless they they're trying to go in somewhere yeah and, and you know and now that the sun's going down they're coming to knock on the door i'm gonna let them into the to the to the house okay because these young ones are caged in there go ahead girls Right. Everybody didn't catch that 45 revolver has chickens that come in at night. Well, yes, the two, the young ones. We have a small cage inside to keep them from predators that are outside. Uh, okay, I was going to freaks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're, the, the, two, the, the two Rhode Island Reds are really big, and um, they have their own coop outside. Okay. But the... Uh, the young ones, we keep indoors until they're big enough to fend off the predators that we have around here. We, As you know, Florida has some animals. Right. So where are you? Pittsburgh, Florida. St. Pete, yep. North St. Pete. And that's the home of uh, the Salvador Dali Museum. That is that is absolutely right. One of the most incredible places. Yes, stunning. Stunning. Yeah. They, do, they do great installations. When all this shit clears up, I'm, I got to go to St. Pete. I, you got to take me to the Dunedin Brewery. Dunedin Brewery. Dunedin Brewery. Uh, check it all out. All right, so welcome to the podcast. So essentially it's a conversation format. We already kind of discussed that. Uh, a lot of people don't know or may not know who you are, right? So Jason Palmer, a.k.a. Jason the 45 Revolver. Let's unpack this a little bit. All right. Well, uh, as, as you know, I've been DJing since I lived in Spain in, in the 80s. Um, and uh, that's where I fell in love with house music, hip hop, reggae. And um, and uh, I, I now specialize in the 45 format. Nice. And that's where, 40, that's where the 45 revolver comes from. Right. Um, and I have a lot of fun with that. And uh, that's what I collect. Um, I live in St. Petersburg, Florida, and I play a lot of, uh, there's a lot of breweries here. Breweries here are kind of where a lot of the entertainment happens. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm sure they're getting everywhere. I think, I think like, 
as we get into it, music as a whole has become a different um, commodity, a different form of entertainment, and I think uh, a lot of those are coming away from clubs. I don't think people want to spend the money at clubs, right? And there's a lot of problems at clubs, fights, and and it's just bullshit. So when you unpack things, uh, the new trend is you know whiskey distilleries, tasting rooms, and breweries. That's that's what it is right now. And that's what coffee shops, coffee shop, coffee roasters. To play, yeah. play a coffee roaster, you got to have a pretty unique set unless you know who you're you're dealing with, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a certain certain sound for all these places. Uh, but for coffee places, yeah, your jazz, your, your beats, right. you know, something that people can still read and do homework, you know. And that's so what it's all about. That tune in from Colorado, you know, they have a... Uh, you know the the weed shops and the, right. the yeah the, the weed cafes or the marijuana cafes there so that's that's a whole different vibe is, are, are, is there music happening at those or what yeah i believe i believe there is i think dj's been there uh, quite often actually um wow. which is ideal right especially if you smoke or if you uh, exactly. dabble in the, the edible genre right yeah right so that makes sense you started in spain at what age Six. I, I, I was. I celebrated my 16th birthday on the wheels of steel at a nightclub in Mecco. So what was your first? What was your first rig? What was your first setup? Uh, well, it was the nightclubs setup, uh, and it was a pretty man. I wish. I wish I could find the turntables that they were they were using there in Spain at the time. They were really neat. Uh, in fact, they kind of. I saw your video. Yeah. of you spinning and it kind of reminds me of those turntables with the bpm numbers on them yeah so i kind of have some gemini's that had the bpms in hawaii you know you remember those that's um, right those were pdt 6000s that that was like the new thing that came out at the time and then i remember and you're on reloops reloops yep right so i picked up some reloops and that's what that setup is it's a re, re uh two reloops and um, a Newmark X6 mixer, which, in my opinion, I've spun on the, the Pioneer and the Rain, both Serato enabled, and that just basic-ass Newmark basic. is, is ideal. I see the, some of the old, so what is your rig now? You have, I know you have 1200s? Yeah, 12, uh, the old pair of 1200s. Uh, these are from 1990, these guys. They don't make those anymore. No, this is before this is before the, the uh, Panasonic started sending them over to China. That's right. These are the these are the real Japanese ones. Nineteen ninety, same chords, same on no difference at all. I have I bought them a couple of years ago from a guy that kept them absolutely immaculate, and uh, and I, I honestly I did I was it was either that or get the new twelve hundreds, which okay. I had heard weren't all that. And I was not looking forward to paying something that, I, for one, I know that it's not like the OGs. Right. So, you know, and I just like, you know what, I'm going to go this route. And I probably will for as long as it's possible until Panasonic gets their act together and brings techniques back to Japan. Yeah. And maybe we'll get new ones. <laughs> I think at the time, techniques are, are kind of like your modern day muscle car. Right, where you can still find the parts and you can still 
you know, easily plug and play with what you need. If, if the belt drive goes out, it's easily replaceable. Am I wrong? Um, well, well, it's not a belt drive. It's a direct drive. So therefore, you're messing with some electricity there. I, I, have, I have dabbled in trying to mess with that stuff. No, thank you. Uh, there are guys out there that do it. I'll let them handle it and then go from there. I, I don't like to pop open stuff. I, I got nervous hands already. It's just a mess. So, but you're right. They're the, they're the standard. They're the Cadillac, so to speak. So therefore, um, they are still, there's a lot. Like, for instance, if the arm were to, something were to happen to the arm, you could get another arm. Right. You know what I mean? So you're right about that. And um, you can service them. People do service them. So, you know, definitely. What's the mixer? Are you using a Vestax? I can't tell what you were using. Negative. Um, although it is, it is kind of a throwback, like the Eckler. Um, it's like the uh, what was that? Uh, the mixed tricks. The the uh, that Vestax that was real skinny. Mystic. It was called Mystic. Oh. No, this is the Eckler mixer. Um, it's called the Duo. It's just a two-channel, basic as heck. Right. Um, it's Spanish. They're made in Barcelona. Okay. So I was attracted to that because that's near where I used to spin. And I was like, oh, well, you know, it kind of makes sense. They have since discontinued it. Um, it's uh, it's now a pretty sought-after mixer. I enjoy it because of its simplicity, uh, the fact that I could run the turntables battle style. Right. And, and it it's, makes it more compact, you know what I mean? So I do enjoy the mixer a lot. I have no qualms with it. Um, uh I would probably, if I could get another one, I'd get another one. The things about Mixer is it works and it sounds yeah. good. It exactly. Work, right? Exactly. exactly. Is, is, is a button you press that adds something that really isn't needed. Especially when you DJ to set this last week, we went 10 minutes on 10 minutes. And for people that are watching now, this conversation is only going to be 30 minutes. The special thing about this is we're going to spend. Uh, a five minute for five minutes set for 30 minutes tonight um me and 45 and we're gonna do a happy single de mayo what anything goes right which is exactly what we used to do in in hawaii right. we would literally just go back and forth to try to get ideas before playing a gig at remember the w and pipeline and all uh, that epic we'll go into that in a second i got a question from keith it says what's the story behind the name 45 revolver thank you keith uh, hello, by the way, uh, 45 revolver is, uh, I revolve 45s. Although I like, I, it does have an aggressive sound. Um, 45 revolver sounded like, a, 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 an old, an old Western type of gun, you know? Um, but, uh, and, and so therefore it also reflects what I try to do with my style is to be, um, confrontational, um, aggressive like you know and that's actually to... i booked you for cinco de mayo because of that <laughs> nice and and it reminds me of of um one night and i believe we were at indigos and i don't know if you remember this guy he was a pseudo roommate by the name of greg greg yes i do remember that and greg was dancing so obnoxiously and he was atrociously drunk right were skipping you took it upon yourself to remove the needles all together and clear the dance floor to get him out of there so you can start again 
what I loved about your DJ style, and and I hope no one from the W, they probably won't at this time, will hear about this, but I remember one night, I think we followed a DJ in Hawaii that was kind of an asshole, um, was upset for some reason, maybe we were into his time, and um, was making a big deal at the W. It was the second room, the main room, yeah, the main room was your, your traditional club, right? Second room, you were doing a golden era hip hop, New Jack swing, funk, anything goes. And it and usually about that time, I think SK was one of the DJs. You and then um, I, I'm not remember who who came after you that night, but whatever it was, they were creating such a fuss that you made sure to take the needles and the adapters. Adapters. There's. Uh, not, I don't know about that night. I don't know if I've done that, but not that night. Uh, I don't know about that one. I don't remember that one, but that night, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I have done that to promoters that, um, that don't pay. That's a hard, that's a harsh one. And it's understood, like, screw that. Right. And, and odds are they're not even going to realize the 45 adapters are gone. They're just going to be like, okay. you know, I think I've done that once or twice when I, when, you know, back in the day. I think you did it once, and I, I remember DJ Newmark and Cuber were in the building. They were in the front room. Well, I think they came up to see you. I remember they wanted to see you work. And for most people don't know, and especially Keith who asked the question, 45 revolver re refers to the 7-inch vinyl they call a 45. A 45 rotates at 45 rotations per minute, right? And it's the speed of the record. So everything you play, and we're about to see that probably in the next 20 minutes or so, is on a 45 record. Uh, that night, I think it was Pipeline, I remember DJ Cubert and Newmark wanting to come up to see you play because they've never seen a harder working DJ is what they said. The problem with that night is um, whoever was running both rooms was saying one was louder than the other and the main room was getting interfered with. Wow. That whole aggressive nature came out. I think at that time, Cubert and Newmark left uh, before, the, I remember giving, they, they gave you the biggest props in the world, and I'll never forget, they were like, this is the hardest fucking DJ I've ever seen spin. Uh, at the time, I think you were doing, like, less than one minute per song per hour, and you were just killing it. So there was just, like, 60 songs in an hour, back to back to back to back, right? And there are nights like that, yeah. You had a selector, and you just were head down doing your thing. Um, I remember, uh, I remember those guys having a tough time playing in the, in the, in the main room, uh, with the promoters because they, uh, wanted to play some hip hop and, and they weren't playing underground hip hop. They were playing New York hip hop, like, uh, 50 Cent. Absolutely. you know, they were, I play like ghetto red hot by super cat, the, the Bobby Condors remix which is not at all underground. They were playing some pretty middle-of-the-road stuff, and the promoters got on them over there. I remember that. And uh, and they were they were great. They were killing it. But the promoters were in that little side VIP room tripping on them. I remember that about that, about that whole night a lot.
Um, I got one question in for you. Um, are you drinking a Modelo? I am. Okay. Salud. Thank Salud. you. And then another question that says, um, who are your musical influences? This is a question I never knew. So you tell me. Uh, I'm going to guess um, one of them may be Steely Dan, but go ahead. Yeah, because, you know, when you grow up, uh, your parents your parents' record crates are what you start with and whatever they're playing on the radio in the front seat of the front car and you're in the back seat, <laughs> that's your first, you know, uh, entry to music. So to say that anyone but Steely Dan and, um, you know, any kind of, like, anything that was hitting in the 70s and 80s were going to be what we heard from our parents. But um, really, as far as DJ inspirations, uh is um, what when I when I was living in Spain, um, you turn on the radio and you would hear great mixing DJs on the radio. And I was just a little kid at the time. Yeah, to make tapes, recordings of the DJs. Then the next day, we'd head to the basketball court with the boombox and the tape. We'd listen to the tape from the night before, the mixtape. It uh, and then when I moved to uh, New Jersey and Philly uh, after Spain. Um, those DJs that I would hear out of New York, out of Philly, out of uh, Trenton, those guys, um, I would, I would, my whole schedule was affixed to hearing them, yeah. you know, and listening to their mix. Uh, they did uh, afternoon mixes, early evening, late, go to sleep, listening to them at three in the morning, right? Tape, tapes, 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 just recording and recording. And um, that, as much as anything, influences me when I am today. Really, I mean, if anything, I'm more of a reflection of of uh, East Coast and extreme West Coast uh, mid show DJs. Really, is what I like to play. It reflects. So when we did that the session, and people are about to see this in the next, you know, fifteen minutes or so, you are rare nowadays, especially in, a, in the difference of, you know, seven to five years is astonishing in the DJ world. Uh, you're able to blend 45 mixes without the use of BPM counters, without a sync button in your Serato, anything like that. And that's this is really dinosaur shit. DJ Taco um, actually had a whole thread about this on Facebook and was talking about the sync button alone, uh, you know, for Tractor and for um, all those other softwares. And 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 to come to find out, most of your um, older DJs will say, "Well, that sync we've used the sync button, right?" And the sync button is not seamless. Uh, it does get close. There's some latency. It doesn't tell you, you know, if you're at a 108 BPMs, you're trying to match 108 BPMs, and they're synced. It's not necessarily the case. So you do right. have to work the record. You still have to work the record. Oh, when DJs don't because they're playing the same electronic made music that all I'm going to say is try to blend the Doobie Brothers, you know, with a current record that are of the same BPM range, right? Try to do that. What you'll find out is the band wasn't as tight. Yes. As that yeah. beat that you created. Absolutely. Yes. The human drummers of the seventies, again, Steely Dan, uh, you know, those beats are locked. They are locked. Metronome, locked and um james brown's uh, the stubblefield all that all those all that music you could you could time an egg to it it is dead on perfect to this day right um and uh you know and then you know with 45s though it's, it's different everything you know 45s give you 
kind of give you an out a little bit. Uh, in a way, they're a little easier. One, they're spinning at 45 RPM, which means things are coming to you when you're queuing faster. True. And when you let it go, it's moving faster. So, like, you'll notice that uh, really great scratch DJs like Paco, DJ Paco, Got loves, he loves 7-inch. Yeah. You know what I mean? He loves scratching 7-inch. It's got like a pull on it that kind of like it, it's got like a certain compatibility with your hands and there's something to it. And then when you're dealing with 12 inches, it's a different kind of mixing because you now the songs are six, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. You've got longer breaks and it's great. It's really it, I love 12 inch mixes as much as I love listening to people play 12 inch. Right. Love it because I don't do it. And. I love to hear those edits, those those long versions that you don't you're not used to. Like, oh, I can hear the extra minute break on that. Wow, I've never heard that before. You hear those on the twelve inch. So I like to listen to cats play on twelve inch. What what are my tangible records though is like I I got a crate from um, shout out to Oliver Twist. I got a crate from Oliver Twist, and of course, all blacked out labels. Right. The only thing you can see is the record label that exists. And then when you and try to see what record label it is, or you go to YouTube and you say Lasso Records, you can't find the song. That's a trip, bro. You won't find it on Shazam. (laughs) Tangible asset. Yes, it is. Tangible asset. Tangible. And we're 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 beginning to find out what tangible assets. Um, when we start going down this road to everything being online and being computerized, we're going to really see a return of a value of the tangible asset. You're absolutely right. And the less people that have it, the more it means to you. And you have it. You know, that's a big deal. A hipster's dream to own a record that you don't know what it is and no one else does either. And it's- <laughs> absolutely. Like, doesn't happen often. Uh- I'm going to ask you the question, and I'm going to preface it by saying that my, my uh, I think, uh, rarest record that I own is a Volume 10 Pistol Grip Pump um, test pressing. Wow. Yeah, so what is the rarest record that you have? I'm going to go with... Um... It's not a test pressing. It's the seven inch version of Fingers Incorporated. Um, Can you feel it? Nineteen eighty nine. It's Larry Heard, um, and it's uh, it's house anthem, and it's considered the holy grail of house forty fives. I bought it a couple years ago from a guy in Belgium who had it. I tracked him down and made a deal with them and got the record and. Uh, and it's been it's been my you know holy grail it's it's that one that i have and it's a great sounding record it's got a b-side flip of the house preacher which is that um in the beginning there was house and house you know this got that acapella on it it's my god which i could do anything with i could play that with my 90s my 80s i could i could play anything with that you can play with some electro boogie too Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that I would say is is the one record that if this house were on fire and I had to grab one record, that would be that one. That would be one. Now, what record eludes you? Ooh, yes. 
thank you for asking. And I cannot believe the timing of this. Um, yes. Uh, All Night by Trenier. All Night. Uh, 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 45. Okay. The 7-inch. The 12-inch, all day long. You can find it everywhere. And the 45's out there. But your boy went and found this LP. It's on a compilation called Blackout. And the last tune on the on the on the A A side, right here, is the is the Trinier song. Wow. So a little later tonight, I'm going to do the cut in action and I'm gonna get that damn song at least in my box. Now, I don't have the 45. I still want the 45. Right. But at least I'll have the tune in my box. The 7-inch. Yes, the 7-inch, exactly. The, the, the actual measurement, 7-inch, yes. Wow. Uh, let me mention that. That is my ultimate All Night by Trenier. Uh, that, that Miami freestyle, New York freestyle is another passion of mine, and they're very difficult to track down. Wow. Super difficult. Um, uh I've known you to do that, to cut records. Uh, I don't know anybody else who does that. And maybe I'll just think about it. Yeah. Scratch guys do. Scratch guys do. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm of your blended. Um, I know you scratch 45s, but I'm more of the, the blend style. Um, it a lot. Um, record that eluded me and is still out there is there's a um, extended mix of Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. It's on sale for hundreds, almost thousands of dollars. Um, and it's almost, I, I want to say it's a club mix, but it just it's just called Extended Mix. And um, so if anybody's got that out there, let me know. But that's, yeah, that's a weird white I, rock. It used to be Danzig, Danzig, self, self-titled album, and then I deployed to Afghanistan, and my teammates got me that album, and I don't know how they got it in Afghanistan, but they got it and gave it to me for my going away. So now I'm just, you know. What? Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah. Now, that's what I, I mean, as, you know, I wanted to ask you about Europe, and if you got any digging done when you were there, and just... Every time I went somewhere, I did, um, so to speak. Now, um, I will say the best digging I ever did, I went to London and, and did some digging there, and I don't think I spent enough time. But every January, Italy does this giant warehouse extravaganza in the town of Avia, uh, no, Pordenone. And uh, I dig there. And what's crazy, hopefully my daughter doesn't see this, but um, she's just turned three. So on her birthday, I picked her up um, the Epic uh, by Kamazi Washington, which is a four album album, right? Four record album. And then right. um, for every year, that, for every birthday, and what I'm doing is I'm adding to her collection. And so awesome. what I would was her birthday's in February and January I'd go and dig and then I'd pull out what our our mainstream stuff from stuff that I loved and I would add it to her collection. But then they have this whole side of a warehouse and I'm talking maybe like two blocks radius of Italian disco. Yes. And so I I have 
I, I have stocked up on my Italian disco. Oh, God, that's awesome. I was yes. I didn't mean to ask you that since you were there. I was like, man, I hope that guy got that some of those high energy. Because the, the 12-inches are ill of those. They're great. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're works of art. Yeah, I, so my favorite 12-inch uh, Italian disco actually found in Hawaii uh, is I'm the Man by the artist Macho. And that sounds, yeah. Like a 20-minute a song. <laughs> <laughs> the single, a 12-inch, I'm the Man by Macho. And, and, and the cover of the record is a hairy man's chest. And then the real it is a hairy man's back. Great. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite records that I own. Oh, yeah. See, with you, artwork it's is the make or break. It's the make or break. You know, you know what I mean? It, it better, it better, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're going to get a record, it better be in a white generic sleeve right. or it better than some ill artwork. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> It it's a big deal. It hasn't changed. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to get the artwork. I'm very fortunate in that um, a lot of the house records came with artwork. Right. Not the most, you know, they're like, um, they're, 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 you know, European design, you know, like, this is, it, this is an Italian. I just saw it like it. This is Italian. Princess, say I'm your number one. I've seen that's it. A, yeah, that's a that, that's a big that's a that's when I think of Italian electro boogie soul. Right. Princess comes to mind because you know. Then you go into '90s. I think about Black Box and all that stuff. You know, which I, I think fun is fun is me. It's like power hop meets technotronic meets like just a steady ass beat that was good. Um, and it hasn't changed. And I'll tell you what, um, in Italy, it hasn't changed much either. You go to like the beach resorts and you go to some of the, the nightclubs there. That's what they're playing. They're playing current artists, Italian disco. And I don't, I don't know if you ever watched uh, the Netflix stand-up special. It's called um, Comedy for Drummers by uh, yes. Fred Armstrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. And do you remember the, the bit he had in it that was like, he was like, you, you ever go to a a country and you flip on the television and this giant, you know, stadium of people are dancing and screaming and clapping and then some guys like just gung -ro -ro and has like that generic disco beat in the background and people are going insane. He's like, That that guy's nobody. But that's what they have. That's what they listen to to today. Wow. That yeah. that makes total sense. I could totally see it. Very reminiscent of Spain, same way. Uh you know, when you were talking about, you know, things that inspire us in Spain, the beaches are where, like, a lot of people get the music vibes. And that's where Acid House, Hip House, Deep House, that was a, uh, that was a mainstay there. But they, they got to cheese it up, right? I mean, it's Europe. They got to cheese it up a little bit. You know what? Europe is really big on a reggaeton tip now. And I think oh, it's oh, horrible. It is. <laughs> We actually went to the Grand Canary Islands, and we were going. We got invited to, uh, and, and it, it touted itself as cumbia. And when we went, it was all reggaeton. Oh, that's best. Oh, it was dirty. 
Oh, they did you wrong. <laughs> you were souped up for it, too, bro. You were like, oh, yes. Oh, oh. I'm excited. I want to see Juana La Cuana. I thought I was sure. going to see Colombian, some Peruvian, some... Right. Right. Today, but no. No, you're listening to Fort Lauderdale, bro. <laughs> it was all Bad Bunny, and it was yeah. 